wait, what? I just had to say thank you so much to Camilo from Argentina for making this sweet intro song. I don't know how you encapsulated all of the random adjectives I <laughs> I gave you to describe the vibe I'm trying to pull off here. Like, I just said airy, poppy, fun, upbeat, and you managed to create something that I really, really, really like. So thank you so, so much. Okay, A, how fish do we sound around here? And B, who knew you could hire random people on the internet to do things for you? Definitely not me. Okay, now back to the podcast. Hi, what's up? Welcome to the second episode. I'm your host, Tori. And who is ready to be petty? I'm glad to be back. I've been sick for like two and a half, three weeks, which has been a lot of fun. Um, I literally coughed like two days ago and like fucking tweaked my back. And now every time I laugh or move or breathe, my like ribs hurt (laughs) or like where I guess like my liver is or kidneys unsure. Anyways, I guess this is like a welcome to 26, but um, yeah, sometimes if you're sick and aren't going to the gym and not stretching regularly, if you cough, you may fucking hurt your back. So anyways, life is really good (laughs) for me. So one thing that's really good for my podcast right now is there's a bunch of shit in like celeb culture Um, and social media and reality TV that is just premium content for me to talk about on this podcast. So thank you, everybody. Um, There has been a lot of petty shit going on in the news right now. And like the, the thing that just jumps out like top of mind for me is the Ariana Grande Pete Davidson breakup, which I know that like everyone's talked about this. It's been going on for a few weeks right now. And, like, it's, like, who hasn't spent, like, an hour, like, unpacking all of that. Um, But, I don't know, I love a a good conspiracy theory. And, I don't know, it's actually kind of, it's kind of sad. I'm in, like, two camps. Like, my, my soul is kind of in two parts right now. It's, like, did I think that, they were ever going to work out long term? No. But was there a part of me that like hoped they would? Yes. And I don't know why I was so naive thinking that they would like last longer than they did because they got engaged after like five weeks or six weeks or something like that. But for some reason I was like shook to my core when they broke up. And Again, I don't know why they are very young. Um, I think they're both younger than I am. Um, They've just got a lot going on right now. Personally, um, all the things that have happened in their life in the past like two years is insane for anyone, let alone like two young adults. So I'm, I'm not sure why I was so surprised that they broke up, but like I was. And then I thought like, Ariana Grande, like, she's a, I thought she was, like, a decently, like, private person in terms that she, like, didn't, like, air her laundry too much. Um, 
I don't know, with past breakups or past um, scandals that she's had. Like, she's definitely, she's, like, an open and honest person. But, like, I don't know, hasn't, like, said, like, petty shit. But, like, this breakup is just bringing out, like, her best person, the best version of herself. And it's funny because I thought, like, oh, maybe that's, this is going to stop being, like, relatable for her fans since I'm assuming she has, like, tons of young fans and she, like, has, like, a pretty wholesome, like, she's not, like, a party girl. Obviously, she has that, like, Lolita, like, sexy child look going for her, but, like, she's generally not a, like, scandalous person. Um... So it's just been interesting seeing her like tweets and obviously the huge thing would be her new song Thank You Next slash like it's inspo for a new album which A I'm confused about because I thought she just released Sweetener which is so good but like I don't know I don't know it was weird that she got this single but the interesting she put out this single but the interesting thing to me really is that it shot to number one And, like, A, I think it's because it's hashtag relatable content. But, B, I feel like everyone's petty. (laughs) And that's what they appreciate about her and, like, about the song. So, I don't know. I think it's really interesting. And I think the real person we should be talking about in this whole thing is poor Nathan Sykes from the band The Wanted. They had... The Wanted? Question mark, question mark, unsure. Someone will have to look that up, but I think they had a pretty popular song a few years ago, and they dated, like, pretty recently, um, just, like, a handful of years ago, but she mentions, like, four of her exes, but, like, doesn't, like, mention him, and I feel like sane people, um, so not me, would be, like, dodged a bullet with that one like I don't need to be like named in songs but I feel like most people are like this song is number one on billboards after like it's with its debut release like why was I not mentioned on that song so (laughs) I don't know poor Nathan I think that's what we should all really be talking about now um the song is really good I I love that she, I don't know, just absolutely names the guys that she's speaking about. And, like, there's still some type of mystery that there's, like, probably 10 million quadrillion articles on, like, BuzzFeed and every other other article, every other website, like, dissecting what every lyric means. But I thought it was crazy because I just feel like a lot of people have had success speaking or a singing about their exes, but not obviously outwardly naming them. And I guess that's successful because the person who's listening can relate it to someone in their life. And the, I'm talking about like a la Taylor Swift lyrics where it's like everyone's trying to figure out who she's talking about, but no one knows it's never confirmed but like if you have someone in your life that's like that like you can I don't know have some feels when you're like listening and singing to the song this is really embarrassing if I'm the only one in the world that does this and like people listening my faithful listeners and when I say faithful listeners I literally mean like my sister and my boyfriend that are listening to this (laughs) 
<laughs> but like that's really embarrassing if no one else says that. But I'm sure I'm not the only one. Anyways, crazy breakup. There's been all of those like back and forth tweets, all of Pete's jabs on SNL, her releasing the song 30 minutes before SNL. Um, and he was like tripping up on the live show, which I thought was really interesting to see how it affected him. And I don't know. Anyways, I will be like, my eyes will be peeled for the next couple weeks. Um, just lapping up all of the Pete Davidson and Ariana Grande gossip and news stories. It's, it's really good. (laughs) It's good content. I can't believe it. Um, I don't know I just didn't picture her being that type of person and I guess before Ariana Pete was like obviously a big successful um celebrity but he wasn't in kind of like the tabloids like he is now so I'm digging this Pete definitely would have been the guy that I'd I would have been into in high school like deathly skinny really cocky and confident and like pale looks like he's gonna die like any moment now wears like super tight jeans and like douche bro clothes that would have been my type from like I don't know grade 9 to 11 so yeah (laughs) it says a lot about me as a person I think another celeb breakup that I'm really really sad to see was Sean Booth and Caitlin Bristow. I was like sad. I'm still sad because she's a Canadian girl and I think she's a good person and she's not perfect, but no one is. And I think that she does a really good job of like, even if she messes up or does something wrong, like apologizing or being just more real about like the um Botox uses and the lip fillers I think she uses lip fillers or I don't know just being real about what is kind of fake or what she does instead of like trying to hide it so I really like her um literally for months I've been like a fucking sleuth all over social media all over the tabloids looking for signs that they had broken up And, like, I feel like it was, like, the worst-kept secret because they were just never in each other's social media accounts or pictures or Instagram videos or anything like that. So you could tell, like, obviously he was super busy opening up his new gym and she's always got stuff going on, but I don't know. You could just, like, get the vibes that they were broken up. So I'm just really interested to see, like, what happens to Tuck, Sean's dog, and their house that they own together, and all of those type of things. And I know that she isn't really talking about it now, but I feel like she will on her podcast, Off the Vine. So I'm literally waited with bated breath to hear all of that shit. Like, I, I absolutely can't wait just to hear all of that tea, because... Sean's an interesting guy. I think he was really good for Caitlyn. I think that they worked really well together. But he just, I don't know, he was an interesting guy. Like, he was very kind of closed off in private during The Bachelorette. And I just think that, I don't know, that he is just an interesting person. So, yeah, it will be interesting to kind of hear all of that all of those things she's in Vancouver right now so it's fun to look at 
all of the things that she's doing and the places that she's at. And I'm like, hey, I used to live there. I live really close to there. So that's always fun for me. And I don't know. I'm sad about Kate. I feel feel bad for her. I feel like people always feel bad. But I also, yeah, can't wait till what she says next. And can't wait till she, she like starts dating again. And it's like, who will she date? Will it be like a celebrity, just like a normal fucking civilian? Will it be someone from the Bachelor world, reality TV, Big Brother? She's a huge Big Brother fan. So I don't know. The possibilities are endless. Like, would she do Bachelorette again? I know she talked about her um, really hard experience on the show. But I wonder if like now it's like, I guess she hates the producers. So I'm probably talking out of my ass here. But um I don't know it'd just be interesting since she like has been around the block if she would do that again because she kind of knows what to expect now so who knows also I like how I like a I'm talking to myself but like can't finish a full sentence so like it makes sense to me but like I don't know if it makes sense to other people but also like this is just how I talk like it's always all over the place and lots of different ideas and I don't know crazy tangents and all this type of stuff so sorry if that's super frustrating um more celebrity gossip that I've been following lately which I think like this is this is a bold move but Haley Baldwin there was I don't know this is so crazy because I think it's just like celebrities they're just like us but like it's actually so cringy I can't believe it. So anyways, Haley Baldwin, who is the girlfriend or fiance of Justin Bieber, slash they also might be married. I think they did maybe like the paperwork or had like a civil ceremony, but they haven't done the whole like big shebang yet. Um, but she was caught on Instagram um, creeping a Selena Gomez fan account and she accidentally followed the page and like it's actually the most cringy thing I've I've seen in a long time because if that was me like creeping someone from like high school or whatever and I liked their account or it's like one of the guys used to like girl like current girlfriend's account is just like absolutely insane and the fact that the count um it was a fan account of selena gomez called house of cell and she obviously like screenshotted all of it and then i guess Haley sent her a dm and it was like hey sorry i accidentally followed you and then unfollowed but like the House of Cell account owner sent all of that, all of those screenshots um, to like news outlets. And so everyone has picked up on it. And I just think it's so cringy. And I think she realizes that it's super cringy. And like I would, I feel bad for her because it's like Selena Gomez and Justin Bieber like, goals and they dated for a really long time in in like a pivotal stage of their life but 
so like I would be jealous too like and she's amazing so it's not like she's like a fucking dumpy like flubby loser she's Selena Gomez so I would be jelly too but I just think it's like so cringy so I think this is my conspiracy theory because this is the petty person that I am and this is exactly what I would do I think she was embarrassed by that whole situation so she changed her handle on Instagram to Haley Bieber and changed like her all of her um like accounts to Haley Bieber and which is insane because it was Haley Baldwin before a lot of famous celebrities even if they take their spouse's last name they may um keep their like um a maiden name thank you I could only think of the word in Spanish not in English for some reason but anyways um their maiden name as their like stage name um or name for like press and appearances and stuff like that um there's that whole like Kim Kardashian Chris Humphreys debacle where he wanted her to take his last name but she was like but I've built my empire being like a Kardashian and being part of the Kardashian like clan and all of our shit is like Kardashian and everything's KK and all that kind of stuff so loved watching that unfold I think she ended up not taking it which it was like that was sign number one that it was never gonna work out like I don't know again why we were shook that they broke up after like 72 days um but yeah that was sign number one that it was never gonna work out and she's rebranded to Kim Kardashian West which I guess it's like her fame is more steady and stable now like before with Chris like that was five years ago or even six years ago and she wasn't as famous so I I kind of understand that but um a lot of celebrities even if they change their name like legally on all their like licenses and stuff like keep their name for fame I don't know why I'm explaining this in so much detail a the people that are watching this pod listening to this podcast probably already know this slash um people that aren't crazy like me probably don't give a fuck about any of this stuff anyways I was just really surprised because a lot of people keep their maiden name because that's what they're known for but I guess maybe Bieber is a more more well-known name so maybe she wanted to take that but I think the real reason was is she wanted to give all those news outlets a new story to run that was like way more shocking than her like liking or follow hitting follow on a like ex-girlfriend of her boyfriend's like Instagram account so anyways I think that's crazy I also thought like it's weird with Ariana and Pete and with Sean and Caitlin. I was like, they'll last forever. And then when Justin Bieber and Haley Baldwin got together, I'm like, this isn't going to last at all. And then like they're moving forward like it is going to last forever. And I don't know. I just, I'm pretty sad. I just always, I didn't see him ending up with Haley. And I just saw him getting back together with Selena and like I know that's really childish but I just that's how I feel so I'm gonna have to stand by that 
the best moment of my life was when they got back together like a year ago and it was like all my 2011 dreams had come true again and my life was complete my life was on the up and up and then they broke up and I had to relive that pain once again so anyways moving on please people are saying um I binged a whole bunch of Queer Eye this weekend. Um, I was up in Kamloops, my hometown, visiting my boyfriend, and it was cold, and we were, like, a little bit sick. Um, My back wasn't tweaked yet, (laughs) but uh, it hurts to laugh. But, um, yeah, we just binged a lot of Queer Eye, and it's it's so inspirational and... I cry every episode, even if it's just in, like, the last couple minutes and I just, like, am tearing up. But I don't know. Even if I fucking hate the people that are getting a makeover, there's always some type of, like, redeeming quality or something that they bring to the show that I really like. And it's just so wholesome and so nice. And I just love everything about it. It is such good TV. And I wish... The Fab Five, the just most success in the whole entire world, which it seems like they're getting, which I'm so glad. Obviously, Anthony is my favorite. I don't know if that's a hot take or not, but um, he's Canadian. He's so fucking hot. He's just nice and funny and wears the cutest clothes. He like always wears like a bandana around his neck and like a leather jacket and I'm like, I need to buy a bandana stat and like wear my leather jacket every fucking day um, just as like Anthony inspiration. But he's so cute and he's so funny and I love how he like teaches the person who's getting the makeover like basically nothing. (laughs) Like, Like here's this tiny appy you can make or like ever heard of guac? And the person's like, yeah, for sure. Um, so I always just think it's funny when it's like, can you manage this simple task of like toast, like to impress your spouse? Like, let's do that. Or like, we'll make fresh pasta, but I'll buy you a machine that will knead and, um, like press the noodles. So anyways, it's just so funny. And then there's Bobby who literally is always working like he works so hard and it's just so like disproportionate to what the other guys are doing it's like it's so funny and you just see all the other guys like fucking around or like going on the other person's like the other guy's adventures or like little activities But you never see Bobby. He's always just, like, in the Fab Five loft, like, fucking slaving over, like, blueprints and, like, Amazon.com, like, looking for furniture and designing the place and checking in on everything. And it's just so, so funny how he doesn't have time for, like, their fucking shenanigans because he's, like, designing a whole house sometimes. So, um... I love Bobby and Tan, like, please call me. I need you to go through my wardrobe, throw everything out and start from scratch. 
And I really hope you come into my house and find some random piece of clothing and then just end up wearing it for the rest of the house tour because it's like always my favorite part where you like see them like three cuts later in the episode and like one has like a silly hat on and one has like a tie and one's wearing like a Hawaiian print shirt that someone like had from like a cruise 10 years ago in their closet. So I don't know. That's always just like, I don't know. So funny. I need Jonathan to cut my hair. Like, please. I've had the same haircut for like 10 years. And Karamo, please come and fucking fix my life. Like, I honestly need you to like coach me, coach me through like my whole entire life. Like, I feel like a lost puppy and you are the perfect person. Like, yeah, I don't know. I just need you to help me (laughs) question mark question this got sad and desperate real quick like on the up and up but like also just a tinge of sadness and desperation but I don't know Karamo I love that he just teaches like self-confidence and self-esteem and he always has these really cool activities and his b-roll is amazing it's just him reading literally a decorative book like they're not actually books and I doubt they have words on them the covers are fucking blank but you always just see him like pondering over a good book like thinking of what activity he's gonna take the guy on or whatever and I just I think it's so funny so of course I had to do a deep dive into all five of their lives um just to see like what they do outside of Queer Eye but I just love them so much and Of course, because I'm a petty person and that is the point of this podcast, you watch an episode and you just think of the people that you could make over in your whole entire life. (laughs) Like, (laughs) from start to finish, who have I ever met that should be on Queer Eye? And that seems fucking shady lady, but like, no tea, no shade, because again, I could definitely be on the show with those guys, but... Um, yeah, you just, I don't know, think about the people that you're like, you would really benefit from five gay guys coming in, trashing your home, and then, like, building you up, (laughs) like, um, from the ground. Um, yeah, I, like, get out of Georgia, come to BC, Canada, and I'll show you a few people. (laughs) I think it's also just, like, so funny, the TV show... Um, I just think it's so funny how they are so brutally honest. Like, a lot of times people are like, okay, like, you're telling me, Tan, to wear a printed shirt. How about this one? And he's like, no, that's fucking hideous. Or like, no, I can't even do the accent. I'm not even going to try. Like, I'm the worst at accents. So I, I don't know. And he's like, no, that's fucking hideous. Like, I just think that like I need that type of candor in my life and might try to start using that I don't know in aspects of my life like I think that just it's not like they're mean or like you know that it's well-intentioned but they're straight up savage sometimes like some of the things that they say are straight up savage but no one's ever mad at them and like a lot of people don't even get defensive they really respond to it well. So I don't know how it'll play out for me, but maybe I'll try out some of the queer eye candor and realness for you guys over the next couple weeks and report back. A little homework assignment for 
for my podcast listeners. Um, so yeah, I binged a lot of Queer Eye this weekend. And another thing that I did was go to an escape room. And when I mean an escape room, I went to three escape rooms. So basically, the story goes, I was, um, well, my boyfriend was planning a fun day date for us, decided to take us to a escape room. I'm a huge scaredy cat, so we did like a kind of Narnia knockoff one, and it was 45 minutes long, and we solved it, and I think that the level, it was like a medium level one. And when I mean sold it, like, it was kind of weird because I think that the time had run out. Like, we might have taken, like, 47 minutes or something like that. But I think that the time had run out, but then, like, no one was coming to, like, open the room up for us. So we just kind of, like, finished it, to be honest. Um, we just kind of finished the room. So it was, like, 45 minutes. So anyways, I would count that as a win because... We basically did it and we were pleased with ourselves but we're like I feel like we could do better because like that's a W in our books but like barely and we like want to be true to ourselves and earn the win so like let's try another one. So we're like we're kind of hooked these are really fun let's see if we can do another one. So this was like at noon we booked one for 9 p.m. in a different company and again super scared I don't want anything to jump out at me I don't want to be like in the dark too much so we picked this Christmas heist one and we have to go and put our names back onto the nice list because we ended up on the naughty list and this escape room was insane it was three different rooms it was it was pretty hard the first clue was like fucking dumb and it took us like 20 minutes it was a Christmas tree and the Christmas star was on the ground and you had to put it on top of the tree and then it gave you your next clue which was literally the most annoying thing ever because it took us like 20 minutes to figure out we had to just put this fucking Christmas star on the the top of the tree but anyways and we it was 60 minutes we ran out of time and we were so close we were just about to open the door to the last room um put our names on the naughty list and then we just had to um return I don't know I guess or leave the room I guess so we were so so close if we would have had like five more minutes ten more minutes we would have for sure beat it and with two people when they're like two to eight player games like I don't think that's too too bad so we were kind of we were disappointed to say the least so we were done there at 10 we went straight to dinner we were eating dinner and like our conversation just got like increasingly worse as we were talking so it was just like Noah, some of those clues were kind of lame. They weren't really fun. And, like, it's not fun when it's just, like, search for, like, a physical key in the room. Because, like, that's not kind of the point. It's not just, like, who can find this needle in a haystack. Like, it's it's about the puzzles and the locks and the codes and cracking, like, prob- like problem solving, cracking codes. Like, putting things together, getting, like, innuendos, like, all that shit. 
So we're just being like fucking petty bitches, literally breaking down these rooms like, and also I would have used this type of lock or like I would have changed this or this wasn't that good. And like literally 30 minutes prior, we were like, that was so fun. That was awesome. The quality was great. But like you could just tell it was going like downhill really quickly. So my boyfriend like whips out his phone. He's like, okay, we're booking another room for tomorrow. And I'm like, are we actually insane? Like going to a third escape room is so despy and sad and like embarrassing but like yes like let's do this um so we the next day went to an escape room so like I doubt there's anybody in the world well I'm sure there is like that's a dumb thing to say but like we did literally three escape rooms in 24 hours it was insane and expensive um but really fun and the last when we did, we signed up for a five star. So the Christmas one was two star and we're like, no, we are up in the ante. We can fucking pull up our socks and do this. Like we're smart. And like, I'm like detective Tori and I don't know, we can do this. So anyways, we chose this one and it was like this virus had spread and we were in a laboratory and it was so hard and we did so well and we were in the last room trying to crack the code to get the anecdote, anecdote, no, antidote, antidote for the virus and the time expires. So again, if we would have had like five more minutes, we would have cracked the code and we were just like so pleased with ourselves. but it's just so funny like a good experience we could just like literally rip apart like these people that are professionals at setting up escape rooms but we just think that we could do it better question mark so I don't know anyways enough about our shenanigans it was really fun we're already looking at doing ones in Victoria and I don't know we are we're really excited to have this new passion in our life Anyways, it's been great chatting to you about some celeb breakups, some weird conspiracy theories, and the Fab Five, who I am obsessed with. Um, I can't wait to speak with you again. Hopefully, um, I can have some of my friends and my sisters on the podcast. We can talk about all things petty. I'm your host, Tori, and as always, I'm ready to be petty.